Hi, is uh, is this thing on? Hello? Okay. Well, my name is Cheyenne Tyler Jacobs, and I am the host of As I Was Saying Podcast. Consider me your best friend that's not just going to let you sit there and think problematic thoughts. So sit back, relax, make sure you're following us on Instagram, As I Was Saying Podcast. Follow me, she will speak, and let's get it popping on this week's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. I hope everyone had an amazing week. So did you all like that interview I did with the Caribbean Vegan? I know it was awesome, right? And I see that there was so much feedback and so much love, and I'm happy that you enjoyed our first interview because we have a lot more amazing folks coming up. So before we get into our amazing folks, because like I said, um, what I think I'm planning to do is do somewhat every other week, you know, that way we can keep it spicy, you know, make sure that you get a good mix of hearing myself, hearing them. Um, and like I said, I have some awesome people that I'm starting to interview and it's really great. And the advice that they are giving and the testimonies that they have has truly blessed me, you know, as the person listening to them. And I think something really cool is that sometimes we should take time to really talk with people. I think sometimes when we're friends, especially if you're someone like me, a lot of the people that I interviewed, I knew, you know, I've met them, I've talked to them, you know, I've had a conversation, maybe worked with them, but I never really knew their full story or who they were. So being able to sit down with them and have a full-fledged, you know, conversation or as I should say, a Zoom call with them because, you know, um, distance and we're supposed to be social distancing and some of these people are really far but being able to have some like honest questions and feedback really makes a difference and it really showed me another side of them and really gave me more to love about them as people right so so excited for y'all to keep hearing these interviews so today I you know was thinking well what should we be discussing for this week's episode right And then I thought about it. Everyone's asking, you know, on social media and personally, like, you know, what have you been learning during quarantine? What have you been doing during quarantine? And I'm happy that people are seeing it and saying it, you know, you don't have to be productive during this quarantine. You know, I've seen so many posts and trust me, I'm the first one to be like, let's start a business, let's do this. But it's like, this is a national crisis, this is a pandemic. And I really want to hone in on that because it's like, I, in the beginning was like, yeah, let's do all these things that are new. And then it's like, wait a minute, like you can't, we can't cover up the fact that people's lives are literally shifting, whether that be health wise, financially, emotionally, mentally. So I just wanted to put that out there um, before I got into what I'm learning, because I think sometimes a lot of these folks are even being like, be productive, do this. It's like, what's wrong with sitting down with yourself? Or are we afraid to sit down with ourselves? Which is okay, because you know, I definitely am someone who can admit, I sometimes am very afraid to sit down with myself and be with my thoughts, which is why for the first few days, you know, and I think like the first two or two weeks of this, I was like, oh, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this. And then I was just like, I'm going to sit my black behind down and that's what we're gonna do and yes I said my black behind because that's how done with it I was so what I decided to work on instead was my relationship with sleep deprivation so I had it was this past week right um right before I had my interview that I did uh well right before I posted you know the interview with the Caribbean vegan 
I was so excited for the week to come. I'm like, okay, we're gonna drop this interview. I'm gonna do this. I have some things lined up. And I have to um, sometimes take melatonin to go to sleep because I work overnight. So it's sometimes hard to like look out the window and see birds chirping in the sun. And even if you close the blinds, luckily I'm happy that my bonnet also doubles as one of those eye um, things that you put over. Yes, mm -hmm, I just slide my bonnet down a little bit, two for one deal. So take the melatonin though to like jumpstart the process. And I woke up, you know, awkwardly in the middle of it. And it was the weirdest thing ever. So weird. I called two of my friends and I was like, what just happened to me? And they're like, well, what happened? I'm like, I got up to use the bathroom and my body, it just felt, I was like, it just felt so loose. And it just felt so like, like I didn't have any back pain and my neck didn't hurt. And like, I don't know, my mind wasn't racing. Like I didn't have all these thoughts and they were like, oh, relaxation. Like you, you relaxed, like you don't know what that feel like. Have you really never relaxed to the point where it's like, you have to call people and ask them what just happened to you. And it was funny. It was definitely funny for me for a few days. And you know, I laughed at the friends cause I'm just like, oh, ha ha ha. But then I really like sat with that for a minute. And I was like, whoa, the fact that relaxation for me felt like a problem is a problem, right? And so I ended up watching on Netflix, which I totally recommend for anybody, Mind Explained. And first of all, I believe um, I believe it's the Vox. Like they have a bunch of documentaries like that on Netflix. Um, I, Mind Explained is one of the newer ones I heard people talking about. Excellent. And one of the things they talked about in one of their episodes was sleep and how sleep impacts our mind. And literally, if you are trying to improve your future and you want to do better in leadership and you want to, whatever you want to do in this life, you need to go to sleep. I personally um, have, you know, been told to follow a lot of people on Instagram, you know, oh, this person gives good advice, this person. One person that I feel like it always surprises people because like when they see him, he, they're like an, this older white dude. Yeah, Gary Vee. I personally like like sometimes how just raw he is and I love the interviews that he does with people and I love that in his own way, he's very much unapologetic and it's like yo like you gotta love who you are you gotta serve your community like if you're over here trying to like do stuff you don't like it's not gonna work and one day he spoke and this is like like months ago I heard this little video and he was like people are always like oh hustle hard like stay up all night and he was like yeah in the beginning you might just have to do that some nights you definitely are gonna have to break night but he was saying how we romanticize this ideology of sleep deprivation and he was like I get eight hours of sleep every day and if I do not get eight hours you better believe I'm getting more the next day and it threw me off right because a lot of us I think think of these business people we think you know that oh my god like you must be getting no sleep or you should not get any sleep and it's not just him I've heard it from some of these very prominent people who have businesses who have money in the bank who you know are these influencers they're like yes I go to sleep and like they said maybe starting out I didn't but once I'm at a level I have to so I just wanted to go over with everybody why sleep deprivation is a problem and why we need to stop romanticizing it so I'm I'm, I'm very transparent I can admit when I've messed up I've been and two, one that ended up totaling my car, accidents, because I, I fell asleep while driving. Like I can, I literally was, before I had the totaling of my car, I literally woke up on the other side of the road. Like the, on the oncoming traffic, mm -hmm, that's where I woke up. And I was like, oh, okay. I pulled over 
literally hanging on by a thread to sleep for like, like, I'm like, I'm gonna take a 20 minute nap. Two hours later, woke up. So I am no stranger to sleep deprivation and I can talk about it now because again, I'm not totally where I should be, but I'm past the point of knowing like it's not worth killing yourself. Whatever meeting, whatever, you know, ideology of success you have, whatever you're trying to do, it's not worth killing yourself over. And so many of us are doing that. So let's talk about sleep, right? So it is estimated that as adults, we need seven to nine hours of sleep a night, a night, seven to nine hours. Now you can function with six, but this is, this is where I want to hone in on, right? Think about that. You can function with six. Now, what would y'all rather have? Would you rather have the car that was in tip top shape or would you have the car that was, it was functioning? Think about that. If somebody tells you it's functioning, what's your first thing? It's going to be like, well, what's wrong with that? What's functioning? What does that mean? I want it to work. So I want you to take that in the same way you would say a car, a phone, a microphone, you know, whatever it may be that you have a laptop and somebody told you, oh, it was functioning and you'd be like, nah, B, like I need it to work. Think about that with your sleep, okay? You don't want to function, you actually want to work. And something that my mom always tells me is at the end of the day, you can't pour into anybody if your cup is empty. So if you're over here running off of functioning, you ain't gonna go too far, right? So that's, that's one. According to um, the CDC, one third, one third of people in America do not get enough sleep. One third, right? And I'm not surprised by the statistic. Two thirds of people are paycheck away from being um, homeless. 75% of the population has some form of depression or anxiety. So I, I trust me, I can very well see where this statistic makes a lot of sense. So that's number one. Um, most people dip in their sleep around that 2 a.m. or 2 p.m. if you're awake. And that's because you're losing alertness. And think about that. 2 p.m., like they said, is that lunchtime stretch. And 2 a.m., I can honestly tell you when I found that out, it made so much sense. Like even when I'd be in college, I don't know what would happen. But it was like 2 a.m. would come around and it was like someone just flicked a switch off of my body. It was like, well, we're done. It's over. Please go to bed. So that's that's that. Um, your body never adjusts to shift work. And that actually is is a little disappointing because I'm a shift worker. And so for someone like what's a shift worker, it's someone who it's like you work the eight to four, four to 12, 12 to eight, and you might switch shifts. Your body can never adjust to that. Your body naturally will never adjust to that. Now, that does not mean that you can't aid your body or you cannot make it work, but just know it's not going to be the same as somebody who works like the eight to four and then they just come home and go to bed at like eight, nine o'clock, right? Doesn't mean you can't have healthy sleep. Um, lack of sleep in your body releases the stress hormone, Corstilo, I think is how we pronounce it, and that can actually break down your collagen, meaning you're gonna have wrinkles and eye bags when you when you're older. And it might be sad because, you know, that's kind of what made me be like, I need to get my sleep together. It might be a vain comment. I'm okay with it. I know my skin look good and I'd like to keep it that way for the entirety. I want them to be like, damn, grandma is the shit. Okay, I'm gonna be 75 years old, still acting up. And I can't do that if the collagen in my skin breaking down. So we going night night, okay? Right. Lack of sleep equals lack of judgments. Sis, he don't want you, but you tired. So you taking his compliments like he like you. 
bro, she playing you, okay? Just put the phone down. Everybody put the phone down. Your judgment is being lapsed. And whoever, what, whoever you're attracted to, they play in you, but you can't see it because you're tired. But on a serious note, you do have a lack of judgment. So let's put it into perspective. You go into work and you have a coworker that you don't really like. And then one day you literally just snap at them and you're like, I don't even know what came over me. You're tired. Being tired, sleep deprivation is also irritability, you know? So when you are irritable, you're obviously more prone to be annoyed. You're more prone to snap at people. You're more prone to have a problem with things. So instead of actually taking a step back and being like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, you're annoying me, but it's not worth this argument. It's not worth this fight they're about to get into. You go fist the cuff with somebody. You're tired, okay? You have slow reaction time. This is where, you know, we're going to go back and talk about like how I said I was in two car accidents because I was tired. Your reaction time is slow. How many times have you been tired and your phone fell out your hand and that shit just hit the floor? I think I did it three times today. Honestly, I think I do it at least once, once or I think I do it maybe four times a week while I'm at my job. Like I think my phone hits the ground and I watch it fall. Like I'm just like. I got the outer box cover and the little glass one over it from like five below because I know somebody listened to this said, oh nah, she let her phone fell. Yes, but it's protected. And if I feel like it's getting concerning, I'll stick my foot out to break it. But a lot of times it's like it it's falling in slow-mo, but I can't catch it fast enough. Tired. And with, you know, those slow reactions, if you really, really get into sleep deprivation, and I've never... Let me, I'm lying to y'all. I've definitely been this way. And I, I don't think maybe to the point where I see it as, as poor, like as I saw it as bad in the aspect of like, I don't think I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. But you can start to see hallucinations. They actually say like, um, people who, who are up, like if you're up about three to four days in a row, you will start seeing, you will start hallucinating. You are going to hear stuff. You're going to see stuff. And if you're up and six, if you were up straight for six days, like forget about it. Like you, you might actually just pass out. You know, your brain is a muscle and your brain is very interesting and it needs to rest, right? So we went through, we went through that. And something else about those hallucinations and the lack of judgment is most people who are sleep deprived because they're sleep deprived and because they have a lack of judgment, they actually have lack of judgment of their sleep. Meaning that I might be telling you all this like, hey, you know, you're, you're trying to, you know, you're trying to do all this stuff, but you're tired. It's not going to work. You should go to sleep because you're sleepy. You're not going to believe anything I'm saying. So we're just, we're just running in circles, right? And... I wanted to give this one um, towards the end because this is one that I've always explained to people. And when it comes to sleep, it's literally, I feel like they're, they're related. Stress. Stress is the number one killer. And I always like to, to put that out there because people are always like, oh, cardiovascular disease, um, diabetes, heart attacks, you know, suicide and all these different things were like the top tier, top tier, um, things that people die from and yes those are the top tier things that people die from however people we die from stress why stress is either what physically mentally or emotionally leaves you leads you to all of those things and with every single thing i just named the cardiovascular problems you have heart attacks um 
um, suicide, mental health, if you're having, uh, what else, strokes, all of those things, with that stress, big component of that is sleep deprivation. Most folks who experience depression, who are experiencing a stroke, a lot of those, a lot of the time before those things happen or before you really hit a point where it's like, oh my gosh, this is a thing, you're being, you're sleep deprived, you're tired. I can speak, you know, for myself personally, when I'm depressed, it's, it's like, I don't, I want to sleep, but I don't sleep. And I actually can run myself into depression because I'll be up, up, up. And then again, lack of judgment. Let's say I'm working on a project. I'm a poet. I'm trying to write this poem, right? And it's just not sounding the way I sound. And then I'm tired. So now it's like, you know what, Cheyenne, you're just that, you're just not talented. You're just stupid. So now I'm having like a judgment about myself, my, my mind, my inner voice is telling me all these things about myself. So now I'm getting upset all because I'm tired and I'm, I'm crying. I'm depressed. And these are like real things that have happened to me. I can honestly say for me, myself personally, I have fixed so many issues by going to sleep. Actually, funny story. When I would get into like little temper tantrums as a kid, any me or any one of my siblings, my mom would literally be like, go take a nap. And then we'd come down and be like, oh, I feel so much. What was I crying about? And she was like, mm-hmm, exactly. You know, so I, I just wanted to give you some of those facts. Facts, not my opinion, facts. Because I really do think we have to address this epidemic. And I will call it an epidemic because we have romanticized sleep deprivation. Everyone, even if you have a job where you have that nine to five and you could go home and get a full night's rest, no one does it. You know, whether you're working a second job, whether you have kids, whether you have your passion project, whether you're trying to manage your mental health, whether you're trying to manage your physical health, most people are not getting the recommended sleep. And I think, you know, I was even just thinking about it before when I was writing down notes for this, we're not prepared to get sleep. You know, I look at, and it's different when it's like you're going through something and then you watch someone. I used to watch some of my clients when I worked in a youth homeless shelter and even watching my sister who's still in high school get up at five o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning to go to school. Starts at 7.10. So you're up at five to get ready for, get ready for school, even if you get up at six o'clock, right? You're up sometimes earlier than people who have to get up for work. So I also want to put that out there. Some of these kids are getting up earlier than we have to. And when I graduated and I had started working like my nine to five job in New Jersey, I really got to see like, oh my gosh, like what, why are we doing? Why are they getting up earlier than I am? So now your school starts like my, my middle, my high school started at 710. The middle school started at 810, but high school that starts at 710, right? Had to catch the bus by I think 630. So now at minimum, you got to be up at six o'clock. Schools until 1.50, you have homework. And I know some people are like, oh, you have homework. But no, especially when you get older. You have homework, you have state testing, you have your SATs. If you want to go into like the service, you got the ASVABs. If you're someone involved in extracurricular activities, you're playing sports. Because I really do think about folks who are like athletes in high school, especially high school, because I want to make a point here. You're in high school and you go to practice. Practice ends, I think it ended like about 3.30, right? So now you got to go home, you're, you're cooling down. So now let's you go home, let's wrap everything up at five o'clock. By the time you get home, you sit down, take the shower, right? So now you mean dinner. So you, you've been up from, let's even push it, I said we're going to push it to six o'clock. Six o'clock, and now it's about 5.36. You haven't even started your homework yet. You do that. You have family. Sure, you'd like to talk to them. 
you know, or at least they want to talk to you or you have friends, you have people you want to communicate with. So now you have people who aren't even 18, people who might not even be 16, literally having 12 to 18 hour days. Think about that. So I can't even blame us as adults for sleep deprivation. And I don't think anyone should blame themselves when really our system was structured to make us sleep deprived. Like we have been molding people as children to be sleep deprived. Okay. So I don't think, cause I, I don't want anyone to, to listen to this and feel guilty. Like, oh my God, like I need to get it together. Like, listen, like I said, there are kids up at 5 a.m doing all these different things and again I want to point that out because it is a structure because if you you tell we tell youth you got to go to school to get a good job so when it's like well how do you go to school we got to go do these extracurriculars you should play a sport you got to stay after past exams like I remember the day my my um younger sister literally was like oh my god this is a lot like and she really named like six tests and all these extra extracurricular activities she was doing and I didn't even do as much because, you know, the things that she wants to do, I wasn't doing. However, I still had that same heavy workload and in college experienced the same thing. So at what point have we ever really checked in on our own sleep deprivation? We've been running on adrenaline this full time. So real question, what are we going to do about it? Because at the end of the day, y'all know now. So you didn't know before, that was fine. You couldn't do anything, but now we know. And it's like, I'm saying this because everybody's working on all these things in quarantine and honestly in my humble opinion I think the number one thing we need to work on is ourselves so it's like yes y'all hear me sleep I'm not answering people's phone calls like I I used to why because I need to learn how to sleep like I'm literally learning how to sleep so number one try not to drink caffeine late in the day this goes with some of our busy schedules you know you you work in the like for example shift workers you might work in the middle of the day so you might drink the coffee even though you're getting off at 10 at six o'clock because you want to keep up it's recommended that you actually do not drink coffee three hours with a three hour gap between when you're supposed to get off work so if you're supposed to get off work at five o'clock you shouldn't really drink the coffee at two if you're supposed to get off at 10 you shouldn't drink coffee at seven and they i um my guess as of the reasoning and well why the reasoning is is because not that my guess is right. I'm saying this is the actual reason we have. I didn't realize it until I just looked down is because it takes about that three to four hours for it to cycle out your system. So you don't want to go home on a high because again, adrenaline kicks in. So you, cause I'm sure we've all done it. You've been tired when you get off work or right about to get off work. And then something exciting happens. You get the phone call, you see the post and now your adrenaline's back up, right? So instead of being tired, you're like on this high and then you can't go to sleep. So cut out that caffeine and I know it's going to be hard. Trust me, like I said, I work 12 a.m. to 8 a.m. Hardest thing cutting out that coffee because it really kept, kept me alive. Um, I felt like, but this will lead into number two. Drink water, stay hydrated. You have to be healthy. Me keeping the proper water intake has honestly impacted how well I can stay awake. And because I'm someone who's an overnight worker, I feel like I have to do double what everyone else has to do to try and go to sleep or to try to balance out. Like if I'm up, then I can't be drinking coffee and eating like junk food like that personally, because that's just going to ruin my body even more. Cause like, well now you're not sleeping, you're not drinking water, you eating tater chips. Like, can, can we get a break? So it's like, I literally eat fruits and vegetables, try to eat healthy stuff all day, drink tons of water at work, tons of water before I go to bed and I'm literally flushing out my system and I can honestly say it's been a while since I've had coffee like I think I had to drink coffee maybe once 
th- like over this three week period and that was because like I knowingly stood uh was staying up for something like I had a meeting or something I had to do and I was like you did not get enough sleep I went to bed late it was just one of those days which we all have those days where it's like yeah I messed up so as soon as, and it was like as soon as I got in oh and because you know with everything that's happening you know we everyone is short-staffed you know everywhere I think at this point so I had to come in two hours early so it was just like when you work overnight that totally cuts into your schedule and it messed up my sleep actually for the week because it was like oh like I took out two hours that was not there so no caffeine and we're gonna drink water especially water please drink water we're plants it's a little bit more complicated right Put your phone away at minimum 30 minutes. Realistically, it should be an hour before you try to go to sleep. Blue lights impact how you sleep. They stay in your mind. Like when you look at a blue light, it might be gone in your in your vision and the aspect of like you looking up and looking down. It's like, okay, well, I'm not looking at my phone anymore. Your brain is still reading all that. Your brain is still wired. Put the phone away with at least that 30 to 30 minutes to an hour. You'll be able to fall asleep a lot faster. Um, you don't work on your bed. This is one that I struggled with, especially because um, in my room, there's like my bed is like a big portion of my room. So I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to work on my bed. Let me tell you why you can't work on your bed. Your brain has the same way your brain has like implicit bias. Your brain makes, I think about it's like three over 3000 decisions in a day. And to put in perspective what a decision looks like for your brain, your decision was literally to go brush your teeth this morning. A decision was if you're going to have cereal or a sandwich this morning. A decision was for you to wear the clothes that you're wearing right now. So your brain makes all these decisions. So to cut down on the decision making, it just has some stored. Okay, so it's like you get up, we're going to put slippers on. If you wear slippers, then we're going to go to the bathroom. That's automatic. That's an easy way for your brain not to make decisions. If you train your brain to work on your bed, what is going to start implying is that, okay, bed is equals a workspace, so I'm supposed to stay up. The same way how even though people fall asleep at work, you're more, you're going to try to stay awake the best you can because your body's like, hey, we're at work, like, you know, we, that's why you're struggling. So try to limit the amount of work that you do on your bed or the, the amount of lollygagging, like literally, and I've actually seen a lot of people do this, and I, I personally think I would eventually do this myself, take everything out of the room if they can, if it's really not clothes or, you know, honestly just the bed. Because sometimes there's so much entertainment. We have video games, we have TVs, we have phones, we have laptops, all this stuff. And then you're just supposed to turn it off and then go to sleep. Your body's like, no, um, it, it, it really can't do that. If you're tired, don't drive, you know, to take a break. It's okay to cancel. It's okay to move things around. And like I said, I'm speaking as someone who's been there, done that. And your life is so important and you should not be out here risking your life. And like my dad told me when it happened, if you don't care about your life, risking someone else's life. Because we want to be out here driving tired. So no, put it down. And try to get a lot of stuff or as much stuff as you can done. Like if you have your day planned and you're like, well, I want to get all these things accomplished. Try to do it in the daytime or try to do it when it's light out. Actually light exposure in the morning is very helpful for you going to sleep at night. So this could mean even if you're working nights, something that I do, I go to sleep at like two, two to like 10:45 because that's eight hours. But in the morning, I'll actually get a lot of sun exposure. Like I'll be out, I'll be walking. That way it's like, okay, it's morning. So my body's like, we experience morning. And I'm going to go to sleep because it's like, okay, it's night. 
because I don't know about anybody else, but once night kicks in, your body will naturally start to get tireder and tireder. So just try to have that light exposure and it'll make a big difference. So I hope some of these tips were helpful for you as they're helpful for me. And if anyone asks you what is Shine working on, you can tell her she's working on her sleep deprivation and she wanted to help y'all with that because of the day, you know, we have to be able to function well and be able to run and work well. And I, again, I'm not even gonna use the word function because function is six hours of sleep. We have to be able to be healthy and whatever healthy means for us. You know, some not all of us have the opportunity to just get eight, nine hours of sleep just because we laid our head down. But we can all make these changes in our lives and implement certain lifestyle choices that would be able to help us to get to a path of sleeping. You know, and like I said, I know for some people it's hard. I have friends who have children and it's like, they get woken up at all hours in the morning, all hours in the night. So it's very hard to ask someone who's a parent, you know, hey, can you do this? However, like I said before, like I do, I'm drinking a lot of water. How can you maybe balance that out? Okay, so you can't you can't promise yourself that you're going to have a stable sleep. Well, what can you do in the morning to kind of be able to balance that out? Is there a way that you can take a nap? Is there a way that you would drink more water? Maybe change your eating style to balance out that sleep. You know, your body, the same way a machine works, is like that. It's, and it's almost like, actually, in this um, analogy, it's almost like baking a cake. You might not have one ingredient, so you're going to have to replace it. But that might also mean you might have to change the levels of everything else. Same with sleep. You might not have this, but you have that. And you just got to figure out how those things work together. So, like I said, I hope those things will help you. If you're looking for some information, um, just on the mind in general, definitely recommend um, Mind Explained on Netflix. And if you like this episode and you've liked all the episodes that you've heard thus far, I really, really encourage you to subscribe to my podcast. Part of me was going to say YouTube channel and I was like, ooh, I've always wanted to say that, I guess. Um, Yeah, subscribe to As I Was Saying Podcast because we're going to have guests on. We're going to have some interesting topics. We're going to have some more stimulating conversations, you know, because, you know, I love myself some controversy over here. And I want you to be around for that. Plus, when you subscribe, it shows me that, you know, what I'm doing and what I'm saying is actually helping you. Feel free to leave a comment. Feel free to share with a friend. Actually, this episode, we should all share with a friend. So if you listen to this episode and you're like, hey, this really helped me, share it with someone. And actually, let's do a little little test. If you really like this episode, at the end of today or sometime before next week's episode rolls around, tag as I was saying, podcast and myself, she will speak, Shine Tyler Jacobs in a post and tell us how you are practicing sleep. Tell me how you're practicing sleep. Tell me what changes you are implementing to make sure you have a healthy sleeping pattern and a happy and a healthy sleep lifestyle. And you can even say, you know, why you felt like you couldn't get enough sleep. Because like I said, for me, this is what I'm working on. And for you, And anyone else that listens, I feel like it's something we should all work on. So once again, my name is Cheyenne Tyler Jacobs. Thank you so much for tuning into As I Was Saying Podcast. Make sure you like us on our channel. Subscribe, like I said before. Follow us on Instagram, As I Was Saying Podcast. Make sure you follow me on Instagram. She will speak. And I will see you all next week. I know I keep saying seeing you like this is a video, but I don't know. Maybe who knows? Maybe in the future. But on a serious note, thank you again for tuning in and we will talk next week. Enjoy.